Welcome to my show, The Green Lake, where environmental community leaders share their passion, interest, and amazing work through this channel and continue to guide and inspire everyone around them. I'm Ishan Bardwaj, and today I have Pooja Iyengar. Pooja has done her schooling from St. Joseph's Convent School, Bhopal. She further went to do her graduation from Jesus and Mary College, Delhi University, and has completed her master's in mass communication from AJK MCRC, Jamia Milaya Islamia, New Delhi, where she has specialized in all aspects of documentary, filmmaking, and mass media communication. Pooja is keenly connected with the Mahashakti Seva Kendra as its chairperson, an NGO established in 1992 for the empowerment and upliftment of ladies affected by the 1984 gas tragedy. She, in her capacity, manages a stitching unit of over 50 ladies from the slum community in Bhopal. Mahashakti also runs an ICT center to encourage young girls to break the gender the barrier, and build confidence through computer, English, and soft skill learning. Thanks for coming to my show. Hi, Shan. Lovely talking to you. And I'm so glad that you are doing this. The young generation coming forward for a green uh, cause is always so uh, inspiring for us also and for everybody else. Thank you. So... Uh, I guess what I want to start off with, how was it like growing up with Bhopal and uh, how did like the gas tragedy affect you and what happened in the gas tragedy? Uh, I was in third grade when uh, the gas tragedy happened and it was a normal, usual morning and we saw we were living very close to the highway. So we were all getting ready to go to school and all of a sudden our eyes were started to itch and uh, they became red and it was really, really itchy. And then when we saw on the road, we saw so many people just running helter-skelter on the highway. It was jam-packed. Then somebody told us that uh, a gas, a poisonous gas called methyl isocyanide had leaked uh, in one of the uh, factories, in the Union Carbide factory. Nobody even knew that such a factory existed. And uh, then my mother, who uh, worked very closely uh, with Mother Teresa that time, she went into the thick of uh, the uh, factory and the slum area uh, close to the factory over there. And there she uh, started to take out all the people who were uh, affected by the uh, gas and were taken to the nearby hospitals. So when she came back home, she told us all the stories of how there were like carts of dead, dead bodies thrown one on top of the other. And the, in, at the, the railway station was very close to the uh, Union Carbide factory. And every all the slum people who were sleeping and all the beggars who were sleeping uh, at the railway station, everybody had died. Nearly 2,000 people died in that one night. And till now... The water, the place where I work, uh, the Mahashakti Seva Kendra, it's near the Union Carbide factory. Until now, the water and the soil, everything is contaminated. The chemical waste is still there. Nobody is taking the onus of removing the waste and it's all seeping in the groundwater. And uh, there are children who are still born with a lot of uh, uh, congenital defects because of this uh, tragedy which happened so many years back. 
that must have impacted you so deeply and it's so disturbing like what you have gone through so is that part of the reason uh why you transitioned from your profession in filmmaking to working at this ngo uh I'm sure it must have unconsciously impacted uh, me and since I was I uh, I was a filmmaker and uh, a documentary filmmaker and I worked on a lot of in- issues from environment to livelihood uh, to t- making films on villages on the glaciers so somewhere and I uh, got associated with so many NGOs doing such good work and filming them that somewhere at the back of my mind I felt that uh, the the organic transition would be to start working at my mother's ngo and try to bring a one to one change amongst the families that i would be working with so uh, after learning so much and so meeting so many people i felt that now it's time to start really start my own work and uh, make a positive change in the lives that i am connected to and since mahashakti was there during my school time also my mother was running this ngo so i had this personal responsibility to whoever was working over there because they are like a family to me and uh, i thought that since i have these contacts and i have social media and i have these uh, filmmaking skills somehow i will use it to get more work for the ladies uh, working uh, uh, at the center and uh, yeah that is how the transition happened okay so you uh, joined mahashakti seva kendra so what is mahashakti seva kendra in general and what do you personally do there Uh, Mahashakti Seva Kendra is an all women's uh, uh, non-profit organization and it used to work with uh, imparting a lot of vocational training to the women uh, since the time of the gas tragedy because most of the men folk uh, had died and there were a lot of widows and women who had no skill and they had to earn a living for their children so my mothers for themselves and their children so my mother got this uh, two work centers from the government after a long struggle and we started and she started imparting vocational training to them like tailoring zari work which is very typical to bhopal uh, it's a uh, uh, very fine work that you do on embroidery kind of a thing which you do on clothes so we started with a lot of vocational training and that continued for some time and then when i joined mahashakti i was like now it uh, there should be a shift from vocational training to giving them sustainable jobs because once you give them training then you have to give them job otherwise you get your stipend and you go home and then life is like the same it had uh, that it was so i thought my role as a person who uh, has connections has uh, the means of social media to get in more orders for the ladies so that they can get work 12 months a year and uh, yeah this has been my main uh, core work in mahashakti and slowly we have even uh, expanded to our ict center the computer center where young adolescent girls come who are looking for jo- uh, jobs so that uh, they can brush up their computer skills and their english skills and they can look for jobs outside so this has been my main role in uh, mahashakti that's really amazing work that you've been doing so 
with this work, how do you make sure that sustainability is incorporated as you're providing livelihood to these women and girls and empowering them to become independent? Okay, so our whole agenda is not just livelihood. Uh, we uh, try to bring in the aspect of sustainability and link it to livelihood. So when we started off, uh, we uh, I met the municipal commissioner and uh, we came up with this idea of making cloth bags for the entire city. And the idea, it was called the CYOB campaign, carry your own bag. And the main uh, crux of it was that we want to remove plastic bags from the city completely. So what we did was the municipal corporation helped us and we got clothes from all, all old clothes from all the resident welfare societies to our center. And we made around 20,000 cloth bags out of it. So it helped in the sustainability, the clean environment aspect and also in livelihood. And our main focus now, it has been that we do not buy any new cloth. Whatever we make, we upcycle old fabric, old scraps, be it bags, garments, anything that we make has always been upcycled from old fabric. Our main concept is that not a scrap of cloth should go into the landfill from our center. So we take old clothes, we upcycle them, and even the smallest scrap we transformed it into, uh, we, we even made uh, beds for stray dogs using those scraps. So anything and any innovation we do so that the scraps are not taken to the landfill. Wow, that's just out of the world. Um, <laughs> I'm speechless. So um, I know that a lot of the things you uh, do in the organization have to do with you personally meeting people and people coming to the organization to work together but has coronavirus affected the organization or has it affected it in a positive or a negative way because it could also lead to positive changes when the first lockdown happened uh, due to uh, the coronavirus and i was really tense because i didn't know how uh, I would provide work to the ladies and that time the safety was also a concern plus money was also an issue. So that time we changed our entire product line. We started making cotton masks. Ours was the first organization that started making cotton masks. So from all government organizations to uh, other corporates, uh, all the banks that were functioning, everybody started taking our cotton mask and we were the first ones who asked people not to use the single uh, use plastic uh, the, uh, the single use mask and uh, uh, take cotton mask from us so we started making cotton mask we even stitched ppe kits for uh, uh, organizations we made uh, cotton gloves cotton caps we completely changed our product line and that really helped us uh, going through the entire uh, COVID time. And we were very careful about our own safety. So we uh, showed these YouTube videos to our uh, uh, ladies who learned how to make masks through those videos. And we used to have these Zoom calls where we used to, uh, you know, they used to show us what they have made and we used to discuss whether the pattern is correct or not. So technology and the use of technology 
really really helped us and we could tide over that difficult period that's a great example of how to adapt to changes and then turn it into your own benefit so aside from all of the projects that you've mentioned are there any current projects that are going on or future projects that you've planned that you haven't mentioned yet oh the current project that uh, what we are doing is very interesting we've got this collaboration from a uh, uh, an organization in helsinki uh, they are called moi namaste and it's a very interesting collaboration they uh, get vintage old vintage sarees or stock, dead stock which they buy from uh, uh, the wholesalers or uh, ladies who want to give their vintage sarees and we upcycle them into kaftans and kimonos and they and scarves and uh, you know scrunchies for hair so all these sarees which were supposed to be thrown have been upcycled into these beautiful garments and they are doing really really well in uh, helsinki and uh, we have our uh, another partner uh, she runs something called uh, umang shridhar designs and she works with only handloom and handloom weavers and we make a number of garments for her also so the whole uh, this thing of who made your clothes from the weaver the organic uh, khadi to us we give fair price to our ladies and finally it goes to the consumer so in the entire chain is very fair priced and we we totally take care of uh, the concept of uh, uh, you know starting from the weaver to the person who makes your clothes the entire chain has to be clean they should be given their money and it should be the entire process has to be organic so this is one thing that we are consciously looking at and the next thing that we have just started is there's something called uh, near bhopal there is a place called bag and there they make uh, uh, they make fabric prints with organic dyes so we are training around 300 tribal ladies who will be doing this block printing with organic dyes on fabric and once that comes through that will be like a sustainable job for all these tribal women in ali rajpur which is the most backward area of our country and um, usually people migrate uh, to the cities the tribals migrate to the cities and once if this project picks up then they would not have to migrate and i we would be giving them jobs in their own villages what amazing projects that you have done So going back to the clothes scraps I have noticed that in the US the general lifestyle is different than in India especially regarding clothing lots of people might buy a whole new wardrobe every few weeks and hardly ever reuse older clothes what do you think we should do so there is not that much wastage and all these clothes end up in the landfill just because they're out of fashion sometimes or just because they're a little too short they could at least be recycled right so what do you do in mahashakti seva kendra at mahashakti seva kendra we invite all kinds of clothes we take out a circular every 3 months and we tell whoever uh, gets our message that please give your clothes to us and we will recycle them and in return we give some of we give them bags also and since we are in a slum community if the clothes are really good then the people around us in the community also take it for their children 
so this constant upcycling and recycling of clothes are going on and i would request people that please be mindful of what you buy think before buying and if you don't need it please don't buy it you if if we stop purchasing every 3 months the new line that is coming then the the people the manufacturers will stop making it the designers will stop designing it so it is for us to be mindful of what we wear and whom we purchase the clothes from we should shop local we should encourage local entrepreneurs and not the big manufacturers who are exploiting the people who are stitching the clothes for them so please be mindful of whom you buy the clothes from and don't uh, hoard unnecessarily it is just not required so besides mahashakti seva kendra have you done any other environmental work uh we have recently this is apart from the stitching and the tailoring and the clothes aspect we have recently started something called the green hub project here it's a 10 month residential program where we call in around 25 tribal uh, rural youth and we train them in film making and all aspects of film making we digit it's a 10 months residential program as i told you we digitally equip them for 10 months and after that they go out in their communities and get us stories on sustainable practices sustainable agriculture biodiversity tribal people have immense medicinal knowledge traditional knowledge which they are forgetting and they are moving towards the cities so we are trying to encourage them to come out with their traditional knowledge and try to get livelihood in their own villages through sustainable uh, practices through uh, making homestays through um, tours to their biodiversity they know their forest the best and if we and if tourism is encouraged in those places then they will not have to migrate and they will be in their villages and they can earn a decent livelihood so this is the next uh, project and uh, this is what uh, we are doing besides our uh, fabric work so i know you mentioned that it's school break in india and that adolescent girls have come to work what activities in the mahashakti seva kendra can the youth participate in or in general can people from abroad join this program and help from there um it's it's completely voluntary and we are constantly looking for uh, people who can uh, help us from uh, the abroad or who can you know volunteer at our center because uh, we really need uh, helping hands there are so many projects there are children who are out of school so we have like 50 children coming to our center it's like a library program running so you can volunteer with that we have schools uh, we have uh, our ict center running so if you have some workshop that you can teach a lot adolescent girls you can participate in that we have a stitching center so any skill that you have we need people who can even work on excel and you know help us with that so any little skill that you have and since uh, because of covid everything is on zoom and everything everything can be done uh, online it will be any skill that you have we are willing to uh, collaborate and uh, participate with you i'd love to contribute 
to Mahashakti Seva Kendra after hearing all of this. And it must require so much time and dedication to maintain this program over such a long period of time. So I'm so inspired by your commitment to the people and the environment. Thank you, Pooja. Thank you so much, Ishan, and thank you for doing this. And I'm, as I told, I'm really, really inspired by you. You know, every uh, youth, every child, every uh, young person should participate in this uh, green cause. Otherwise, we know, you know, where we are headed. So thank you so much, Ishan. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Subscribe to my podcast if you enjoyed. Also, follow me on social media. My Instagram and Facebook is at thegreenlink2020, and my Snapchat is at thegreenlink. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next time.